0: Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live. Talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen.
1: Why, hello there, hello there, and welcome to December 5th. Uh, Much more upbeat Lynn Cullen than was here uh, the day before, and the day before that, and the day before that, and the day before that, and the day before that. And uh, my sister Susan's joining us And No It's Not Tuesday. It's Wednesday. Susan.
2: Yeah, it's a pity call. <laughs> but if you're feeling so great, I can hang up.
1: <laughs> well, no, you stay right there. Stay right there. The th- The thing is, you know why I'm feeling upbeat?
2: Because you found a parking space.
1: Because I took the bus. You took the effing bus and you just feel free. I have to tell you seriously. I took the bus and I got on and flashed my my yellow card which says senior You love
2: using your senior citizens pass.
1: <laughs> it's in big letters <laughs> lest anyone think I wasn't senior citizen and I took my seat. And then you know what I realized? I had nothing to do while this bus bl- breathes down the busway. You know, it's on a special dedicated route, so it just zips downtown. And I decided I could do a little meditation. So when normally I'm riding in my car, and you know how I drive, I drive like you,
2: right? And not meditatively, yes, no. screaming at everybody. <laughs> no screaming at everybody. Get people. out of my way! What the? <laughs> you. Didn't you work well, got well, okay, go ahead. No, yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you tell that story of your daughter uh when she was a yeah. little kid in the in the driveway. You saw her in the driveway right, in one. When of those... she was
2: five, right. Yeah, yeah I bought her a six volt car, you know, so she could tool around our uh particular driveway. driveway driving and she was out in, I uh, she was out in uh the side, well, she was on the driveway, and she was, all I could do was hear her yelling. She was just giving someone what for, and it didn't end. It was some tirade, and I, so I, you know, stuck my head out the door, and I said, darling, what are you doing? And I saw her standing there with her hands on her hips next to her car, and she looked at me, and she says, I'm driving, mommy. (laughs) 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 <laughs>
1: yeah, well, that's it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, I wasn't driving, and I realized that I could just be a little oasis unto myself in the midst of all the, you know, people laughing and the sound of the bus and the stops and the starts and the woman next to me on her phone. And I did, I just sort of paid attention to my breath and I was really calm. And then as I got off the bus, I turned and this smiling woman says to me, Lynn Cullen. And I said, ah, yes. And then she said something I wasn't expecting. She said, I love your coat. I was wearing this raggedy purple Lands' End thing I got to walk the dog in, and I <laughs> and I said, "Well, thank you." She said, "You don't remember me, but," and I get that a lot. She said, "I I'm the person who you made fun of my child in utero's
2: name." <laughs> <laughs> what did she call it? Trout?
1: No, I said what? I said what?
2: One of my it, friends it, it, called the the baby in utero trout. Trout. But anyway, well, yeah.
1: that makes sense. No, I immediately sort of remembered because we were standing across for the bus lets me off opposite the Carnegie Library downtown, and I said, oh. Do you work in the library? Because I did vaguely remember. A- and she said, "Yes." I said, "Oh my God, I did something awful, didn't I?" She said, "No, it was." And I remember you because I I was very pregnant, and somehow we got into a conversation, and and then I must have said, she said it was going to be a boy, and and then I said, "Well, do you know what you're naming him?" And and she said, "Yes." And I said, "What?" And she said, "Malcolm." And, and I, she said, I I started making fun of her.
2: It. Oh, no.
1: I did. That's what oh, I no. said. And I, well, you know, I have... Don't you hate
2: it when people remind us how awful we are yes, in moments of humor? Yes. Oh, no. So
1: I said, oh, my God, I'm such a jerk. I'm such a jerk. And she said, no, 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 no. I remember, she said... It was funny, you were funny, it was funny, and then you left, and then you came back and apologized.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, that's redeeming. (laughs) (laughs) Well... And, and you that, should and you should apologize to those two little boys that you immediately thought of who were merciless mercilessly bullied. Our that's whole right.
1: Childhood. I mean, the Malcolm I think of is um, a a kid that was in my class at school who was, oh, and he is, is and his younger brother who was in Susan's class. Both of them. I mean, just. They they had bully written, be bully me written all over them. I mean, and, and through no fault of their own, the way they look, the way they talk, the way, the, who they were. It was, oh, my God. So that was, yeah, I had a negative thing about Malcolm. Anyway, so I said, so how old is Malcolm now? And he's three. So I just wanted ah. to say, yeah, so three years ago I was a jerk, but I knew it. Pretty quickly and, and did apologize. Ay. And then some man comes up to us and says, Is this woman bothering you? Well when that happens, I assume he's talking to her about me, right? But right, he was and he's talk- talking to you
2: about her. Her. And she's a sweet
1: <laughs> thing. And I said, Yes, she is. <laughs> and, and then more hilarity ensued with the three of us. And he turns out to be this old guy who hangs out at her library. And um, anyway. Oh, so
2: he was teasing her.
1: Yes. And so then I eventually, we said our goodbyes, and I left in my purple coat. (laughs) And then... Came into the, and I didn't have to take the freight elevator today. I got an elevator, and then uh, a man and came. And the
2: styrofoam ain't going to yell at us no. or anything? No, and yeah. a man so. came
1: running into the elevator right, you know, toward the And I said, don't worry, I got it for you. And we had the most delightful conversation about hurrying to the elevator and blah, blah, blah. And he got off at 20, and I got off at 22. We exchanged pleasantries. And then I came in here, and I am
2: relaxed
1: I didn't have to well
2: let's hear it for meditation
1: no let's hear it for public transit
2: (laughs) (laughs) well if you want to play that game let's hear it for the awful day you had yesterday (laughs) which caused you to rethink everything (laughs) and have today
1: that's true so anyway here we are and uh,
2: that's the silver lining way of
1: thinking yeah well that's true it is true but now, Susan, we have to...
2: Uh, get serious. Do uh, you know what the Wisconsin yes! legislature did at 4.30 this morning? Was it at
1: 4.30? Because I just saw a little thing on my thing that they passed all these bills. It was
2: at 4.30 in the morning well, that they congregated Well, you know what, Susan? Damn thing. Stop
1: and think about it. 4.30 a.m. is about the time that thieves, right... Yeah, operate. they
2: break into your house and And steal your belongings. Yes,
1: and that is what these Republicans in the legislature in Wisconsin did at 4.30 this morning. They stole the people's voice. They They were
2: done by 6. They were finished with business by 6 a.m.,
1: Wisconsin voters just a few weeks ago um, threw out the Republican governor, the Republican lieutenant governor, a bunch of other Republicans, and clearly made clear that they wanted to go with the Democrats. And so the Republicans in a lame-duck legislature with the lame-duck governor who will now sign this stuff absolutely passed a slew of bills Listen to listen to I mean, you how sh- I've, Susan for for decades now I have said of Republicans they are shameless. And they are shameless. They are shameless.
2: And they're and, and they're, as far as I'm concerned they're traitors. Anybody that still calls themselves a Republican and is for the, what the United States stands for isn't paying attention
1: to what they're and
2: if yeah. you and if you believe that what they're doing is correct then you are a traitor to this country and I and I have say it without apology I actually mean that
1: if you believe in democracy if you believe in uh, the people's voice and uh, people voting um and and that I, and that, that vote matters then you cannot you cannot in any way condone what they're doing I happen to see a a panel uh, last night, must have been on one of the cable stations, which I've said I don't watch, and every once in a while I'll find myself watching. And they were talking about this. And even the Republican on the panel, the Republican apologist on the panel said, you cannot condone this. It cannot, it in no way, and does not help the Republican, maybe short term it's helping them, But long-term, all they do is continue to turn people off, people who do value democracy, people who do want their
2: vote to count. And if you ask them to explain how they could possibly support this, here's what you say. When you say what you said, this is not, this is a democracy. How can you do that? How How can you overturn the will of the people? Here's their answer. No, we are not a democracy. We are a representative, representative democracy, yeah, yeah. and you have, you have elected that, and then you have no say other than until the next election. So if that's who you, that's who you voted for, that's what you get, and blah 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 blah. blah. And if you don't like it, go somewhere else. That's that's the answer.
1: All right, despicable. One of the bills, I, I just I just want to focus on one of the bills. One of the bills. <laughs> uh would allow the legislature to appoint private lawyers to replace the elected attorney general on certain lawsuits brought against laws passed by the legislature. So they know, for instance, that's, that's cover, trying to cover what they did at 4.30 this morning. Right. So that people will bring suits challenging what they've done. And they passed a law that says that the Attorney General, who, of course, will be a Democrat elected just, just last month, will not be the person... who will be be arguing the state's case because the attorney general will not want to argue that case, right? No, he won't be
2: on their side.
1: He won't be on their side. So they say, we will already usurp the attorney general's responsibility and position and say that uh, if any of our bills get challenged, we get to a point... (laughs) a private lawyer, to defend them. Um, so who's going
2: to pay for it? Well,
1: I suppose... The Wisconsin is,
2: taxpayers? Because I, they've already given...
1: They're already paying the attorney general.
2: dollars of the Wisconsin taxpayers' money away. That's why they got thrown out.
1: Right, right. Well, well they're just totally... And now they're in these. their
2: pockets to buy themselves personal attorneys. Uh...
1: I, 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 Four
2: billion dollars. I mean, really, it, it
1: it it is just, and this is going on in Michigan as well. Same scenario, I believe, somewhat in Kansas. We mentioned yesterday that this is a template created in North Carolina uh, two two years ago when uh, when uh, their Republican governor was tossed um, out. I I, I just. Um,
2: There were hearings. They laugh about it. The people in North Carolina were asked whether they were going to continue doing, you know, on this path, and they and they said, "Why are there any laws left to change? Does the governor still have any power?" What did we miss? Was basically the response.
1: And listen to this. So all these bills, they had to, you know, pro forma hold uh, hearings. Those were held like yesterday and the day before. The only people showing up who talk about the bills, were enraged uh, citizens. And um, nobody spoke in favor of them. These Republicans... One, you
2: exaggerate. One person spoke in favor. Oh, really? Yeah, I did a lot of reading this morning. One person <laughs> spoke in favor. So, one. just saying.
1: One out of 100 yep, million. One. So, in yep. one meeting hall, there's all these people in there and uh, obviously some rousing speeches were given by enraged uh, citizens and they came from all over the state I mean they were from all over I see in the in the what I read people Susan were came from all over drove down to the state capital to have their say they were that incensed and they were regular people these are not activists they're just regular outraged voters And what happened is that when someone would say something that they really liked, they would clap, you know, yeah, yeah. And so bang, bang, bang goes the Republican uh, chairman's gavel, and he said there will be no clapping. Anyone who claps will be removed from the room. And so this is typical Wisconsin. They didn't, they, they did abide by the rule. And what they did instead was what you do for, you know, the, the death. So they spent the entire rest of the hearing waving their, their hands around, you know, not making noise, right. but just letting them know, right. yes, yes, yes.
2: <laughs>
1: Meanwhile. They also
2: drowned out the high schooled choir while the uh, I know, they were singing uh, Walker tried to. Right to Christmas tree. Right, so Walker,
1: the Governor, who's been finally tossed out, tries to like the Christmas tree, and uh, he gets booed, and th- and there was one sign held up saying, "All I want for Christmas is democracy
2: Wow then go someplace where there's democracy, because that's not what we have here. We yeah, have a, a representational
1: rebellion. republic. A representational republic.
2: Well, and you know, and and and, uh, I mean, it's happening all over. The the state, Missouri, for the eighteenth time, you know, this time in a constitutional amendment, defeated a right to work law again and said no no, cut this out. No. I mean it's gone back and forth and no, we don't want this. It was like sixty seven percent of the state saying the people No, keep speaking. we do not want to be a right to work state. The Republican they're right back reintroducing right to work.
1: They are unbelievable. And I, I <laughs> we have to get to the point where people throw them out, every single
2: F and one of them. Okay, you can't have you can't. Yeah, no no ours. They I'm I've I Republicans don't care about the country. They don't care about you. They don't care about me. They care about winning. Only winning, and only power. getting their own way. Power. And winning it, and, power. and and that's it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um And and, and Democrats are weak and snowflakes because they actually try and take a few things into consideration. Other than winning, which makes us lose.
1: So, um, here closer to home, closer to home in Pennsylvania, um, we too um, uh, elected, well, re-elected our Democratic governor, and um, also uh, a new lieutenant governor here, who is uh, the mayor of a of an old. Depressed as hell steel town right out of Pittsburgh called Braddock. His name is John Fetterman and he he uh, uh I don't know, had a, a little bit of a national uh profile just because he's so unusual, partly because of how he looks. Um he's six foot eight, he's bald, he's tattooed, he's actually frightening looking. <laughs> he's menacing looking and mm-hmm. and he um he i have i've never seen him in a suit or tie um he usually even in winter is wearing cargo shorts um and uh, he can't stand me i just want to put that in the he really hates me and um i'm not terribly fond of him personally but his politics are a g- real progressive And so he's been elected. He's been the mayor of this depressed town, Braddock, and now he has been elected lieutenant governor. And that position in Pennsylvania, speaking of wasting taxpayer dollars, comes with a really nice house. I mean, really nice house and servants, a house staff. It is the only state, I want to tell the folks, the taxpayers of Pennsylvania, it is the only state in the union that provides a home for the lieutenant governor. It's not unusual to give a home to the governor. The only state that keeps up a home for the lieutenant governor. And Fetterman, who lives over a restaurant which is in an old car dealership across from a steel mill with his family wants to stay above the restaurant and does not want to go to the mansion with servants so he said I'm not going to be I'm not going to be living there so they don't know what to do with it and I sell the goddamn thing why should the state have that? Our governor is not living in the governor's mansion either. We've got these two big homes that we pay for, the upkeep for. Neither guy is living is going to live in either. The governor happens to be, as many governors are these days, Susan, a very rich man.
2: Yeah, he doesn't want to downsize and downgrade. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, he doesn't want some <laughs> god-awful governor's mansion. The only thing Fetterman likes about his, you know, new place is it has a swimming pool, and he's got a bunch of young kids. And he said, "Well, maybe we could open the pool for, you know, kids from all over to come." But I mean, no, they need to just get rid of it. Jesus. All right. So you, me- I mentioned Scott Free yesterday. Yeah.
2: How is Scott Free?
1: Well, he's he is basking in his fame. He has now, he's been tweeting up a storm, and here's what he All his
2: life he was teased for that name, and it finally paid off. Yeah, and
1: he now, (laughs) here's one tweet. He says, he's been getting a lot of people tweeting him saying he should run for president, and he says this, thanks for all the scot-free 2020 tweets. I don't think a presidential run is in the cards, though. I have seven DUIs. (laughs)
2: He's not scot-free. <laughs> no,
1: <laughs> I don't even I don't even know if that's
2: true. He's scot-free with the rap sheet. No, 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 that's not good.
1: I don't know if but that's
2: it's cute of him to to own up to it.
1: Well, I'm not even sure he's telling the truth because when I looked, if you look him up, he's got a lot of very funny tweets. I think he writes music. He's um, he's loving this. You know, I was a nobody just days ago, and then you know the idiot. He hates Trump. I mean, so he's just he's just having fun. I, right. although he now, mu-
2: did you hear what Giuliani did? This is this one's really. Oh funny. yeah,
1: yeah, but I didn't quite understand it because it was <laughs> it was more technical. But he he screwed up in a tweet too.
2: He inadvertently yeah. because he left his space out created a, um, a a hyperlink, you know, so one of those right. things that turns up in blue that if you click on it, takes you to a different site. Okay. And because the two, after the dot, what showed up was IN, which is the, uh, stands for India in, in the yeah. uh, hyperlink universe. Right. Somebody just for fun clicked on it. And finding it took him nowhere, spent six dollars, bought the URL, and then when you click on it, now it says something like Trump is a traitor, <laughs> Giuliani. <laughs> Giuliani, and the only way Giuliani could take it down is, you know, is by removing his tweet, which he doesn't want to do. Instead, he's complaining that Twitter fooled with his. Tweet, right, which has created all sorts of more laughing because he's supposed to be the cyber security chief, and he doesn't even know how Twitter works.
1: That's right. That is true. God okay, almighty. Okay, so,
2: I mean, every time this this idiot who – how what happened to him between being America's mayor and now? I don't know. You know. Oh, but, this you know, that na- gets
1: me – This guy's name is not really Scott Free because he says here, the president of the United States has has besotted my good fake name. (laughs) And so now he's putting out a hashtag, Free Scott Free. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? You got to have some fun in these times. Well, that's how
2: we survive in the face of, of, of no hope. Humor keeps you floating until the rescue ship comes. You you just gotta you, yeah. you gotta laugh.
1: Yeah. Uh. Somebody's tweeted that uh, breaking: Robert Mueller has just arrested Scott Free. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I don't know. So um, we're, we're laughing, and Bush's funeral is is it taking place right now.
2: Yeah, I know. I'm I've got it on silent. I'm is watching. Is it on? Um, I mean, it's happening. Yeah, it's on. Yeah. Uh, well, they're bringing the casket down the steps uh, right now. You know, I mean, this is going to be a 4,000 hour.
1: Oh, you know, thing. the reason I yeah, yeah, the re it was Henry wrote me and said this, Lynn. I was, I was pretty sure today was Wednesday until I tuned on your show and heard Susan. Now the rest of the day I'm going to be thinking it's Tuesday, so I guess we're screwing a lot of people up.
2: I'm sorry, uh, I'm just helping a girl out here. That's all I'm doing. Yeah,
1: and then he says, I'm watching the Bush funeral with the sound turned down and listening to you. The images from inside the National Cathedral are, to say the least, fascinating. There was one shot of all the living vice presidents. Another with Prince Philip talking to Al Gore.
2: That's right. I was going. I, I was Prince looking at Philip? the back of his bed and I was going, "That's Prince Philip." Got it. And he's then he not in good and Sure, it was.
1: He's got to be 96, 97.
2: Nah, he's just don't exaggerate. He's in his uh, late seventies.
1: Susan, Prince Philip.
2: No, no it, Prince Charles. It wasn't Philip. It was Charles. Oh, thank you. It was Charles, sorry.
1: Okay, well, okay. Henry? It's it not Philip Char- the father, it's it, Charles okay, the okay. son, as they
2: say. And then there's an,
1: another shot, he said, with Kellyanne Conway talking to no one, all alone in the corner. Trump's cabinet is there, as is his daughter and son-in-law, which to me taints the funeral. George H.W. Bush was a real Republican. Yeah, we have a caller as well. Hello, caller.
3: Hey, Lynn. Hey, Susan. Hi. uh Good
2: Morning.
3: Sorry, I I, uh, I do apologize a bit late in uh, calling in. I interrupted your flow, but uh, yeah, what I wanted to um, what I wanted to address was what you were discussing, which is the utterly anti-democratic moves made by state Republican legislatures when they have realize they've lost power. Yeah, well, you know, either when.
1: Yeah.
3: Uh, and by the way, let's not even begin to address. I, I suppose. The fact that in places like Wisconsin, the, they remain a majority, and here in Pennsylvania, uh, Republican legislature, state legislature.
1: Because of gerrymandering. Though,
2: because of gerrymandering. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. And
3: yes. right. in, in, in Wisconsin, it was even more lopsided. Right. It's uh, one of the worst. You know, right. They lost by an even greater percentage than, than here in Pennsylvania. Right. Yet you know, these are the, the – and their latest tactic is to shout that, you know, simply having, uh, you know, decisions made, you know, the, the decision as to who's going to govern made by the majority of people in a state, or or nationally, somehow constant, would constitute mob rule. Um, you know, just glossing over, you know, the you know, the inconvenient Bill of Rights,
2: you know, or well, the fact
3: that right. They're protecting you, the, the minority, camera, which is them. Yes, correct. Right. Correct. That's the what they're doing. Like Tamra, legislature, you know, in nationally and, and in most state houses, where they do have you know, representation in the Senate. Um, yet at the same time, these are the people who would, you know, stamp their feet and 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 bawl very loudly whenever you have gay people or transgendered people or you know atheists or pagans insist that their rights should count equally, you know, with those of the overwhelming majority who are, you know, straight or Christian or right. cisgendered or what have you. And they'll wail about a kind ty- a, a, a tyranny of the minority
2: being imposed upon them. That's right. Yeah. Well and, right, well it just depends on what you're arguing. That argument can go either way. <laughs> it's very convenient. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: I mean, yeah, and look
2: <laughs> this is this is why
3: Democrats have to get much tougher In fact, in fact I think we have to be a little vengeful um, Whenever Democrats get into power There there not only has to be Redress for what's being done uh, By Republicans In order to preserve their minority power Their their power as a, as a Governing minority There has to be some retribution There has to be retribution as regards To the Supreme Court At some point Whenever they're in a position to do so uh, Democrats have to add two seats to the Supreme Court. It, ha- it has to be done. They've been allowed to—they've been allowed to get away with these injustices and with gaming the system and violating the spirit of the rules for too long. Okay. You know, and then, you know, as you've often said, Democrats get in power and spend half their terms cleaning up. Well, that's
1: what they do. All the, they do the is clean up the mess. The that's right. All they do is clean up the yeah.
3: mess Republicans make. And, and, they... and that can't be the situation anymore. They have to get in the well, power, and frankly, they have to punish the Republicans for what they did. They have well, to make I'll tell clear you who has they're to, willing to yeah,
1: escalate. I'll tell you who has to punish Republicans. The voters. Voters. The yeah. voters. And that's you, what Democrats but, have to make clear.
2: You have to. Well, here's the – pr- you know, it's more than gerrymandering, though, that makes that a problem. The problem is, is that when you get down to your state rep,
1: you know, you know the, the guy. Yeah, that's right.
2: That's right. And now oh, you're throwing he out your friend. Right. You know, so he that's, that's half of the problem. That right. that personal relationships somehow supersede what the crook does when he gets in there.
1: Right. He's right. a nice
2: guy when he's your neighbor, but when he does terrible right. things down there, and and you've got to you've got to just say sorry. You're going to be my neighbor again.
1: Yeah. You're just going to be my
3: yeah, neighbor. Yeah, but I
2: think I think, what Lynn and I, Susan, I think what
3: Lynn and I were referring to is you know places like PA and Wisconsin and. Uh, and I think North Carolina's. I mean, all all these examples where you know the the Democrats have won. You know, the state house they they win fifty three percent of the state vote, fifty five percent, fifty seven percent, sixty percent,
1: and yet Republicans remain in power in, right, in the right. state legislature. Right, 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 right. No, and right. it's it's because right they cheat,
2: they cheat. All right,
1: don't get me e- don't get me excited. I was in <laughs> no, a I mean, so, I mean uh-huh. they just well, cheat.
2: And the new group of Congress people are saying that they don't want to talk about impeachment. They just want to move ahead on all this legislation. And I'm, and I'm thinking, no, you have to figure out how to do both. Yeah. You, yes. you absolutely have to figure out how to do both. If this Congress does not go in there, if this House does not go in there and stand up to this president – by saying, no, we don't like illegalities going on in the presidency, and well, you have, you know, committed them. And, by the way, we're also going to do X, Y, Z, and, and legislatively, let's get moving. Okay. Let's work. Well, okay. I, and I, I may you, I just
1: point out that legislatively, the House can do a whole bunch of stuff, but then I and learned. It, I, it'll I, be turned down by the yeah, Senate Yeah, anyway. you know, I learned this, yeah, right. from, you know, but, then it goes to the what, Senate. and like, goes nowhere.
3: Right, but, but 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 Susan has a point. They they need to they need to make his life miserable.
1: Yeah, oh, don't worry. You know, Mueller's doing doing a hell of a job, and you can see you can see that yes. starting to coalesce. Which well, is well, and you know, pretty... one
2: of the things speaking of playing with the rules that the Democrats are doing the the the, 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 the I'm blanking on his name, the guy that's going to be head of the. Uh, uh, Judiciary Committee, or you know, whatever the committee is that would oversee this stuff in the House, right? Um, has has said that they're one of the, They're looking into passing a law that says that uh, the statute of limitation does not toll while a president is in office, so that he can't ride out the statute for all of his illegalities that he commits that would be past the statute when he gets out.
1: Is that Adam and, Schiff? Yeah. Adam Schiff.
2: Yeah, yeah, Adam Schiff. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay, I want to move on, but th- thank you for the call. I appreciate it.
2: Have a great day. You too. Yeah. Bye-bye. Thanks for rallying us up some more.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just want to I want to point I I like Frank Bruni usually and and um he's a writes opinion for the New York Times. And and he wrote about how, you know, this people saying good things about George H.W. Bush now and people freaking out and screaming, you know, he appointed Clarence Thomas, he didn't do anything about the AIDS, blah, 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 yeah, and I think he pretty much handled it the way I would like to see it. He said, he said, you know, this is the curse of these tribal times. And that is Americans' inability to hold two thoughts uh, at once.
2: At the same time.
1: And it yeah. reminded me, so what reminded me of this, Susan, is that, you know, when you said, well, you know, the Democrats in the House could do both, you know, it doesn't have to just be one thing. It, they can, you know, juggle a few <laughs> balls. And, and then Bruni goes on to say, he, you know, H.W. showed folly and he showed wisdom he showed cowardice and courage uh, aloofness and kindness in other words he was a human being and right. I, I was ranting about this and he wasn't perfect surprise surprise oh, shock surprise. shock and he says too many of us tend to interpret events political figures and issues in all or nothing, black or white, allies or enemies, blind to shades of gray. Oh, boy, do we ever. And it's driving me crazy it is dri- well, it's one of the I things that driving that it's me crazy the
2: appropriate is with republicans <laughs> <laughs> i mean okay. as a group <laughs> you have to you have to have a zero tolerance stance i'm sorry
1: well i'm sort of with you on that so it says we like our villains without redemption and our heroes without blemish and we frequently assign those roles uh, in a strict alignment with our political ideologies But then he finishes with this, I just want to read this, because I wish we could take this more to heart. But we do seem to be getting worse at complexity, at nuance, at allowing for the degree to which virtue and vice commingle in most people, including our leaders, and at understanding that it's not a sign of softness to summon some respect for someone with a contrary viewpoint and a history of mistakes, it is a sign of maturity. And it just right. might be a path back to a better place.
2: Oh. Well, you certainly can't you know, ignore the fact that this man led a life of public service from the time that he was 19 years old. Right, where he was
1: almost killed. Fighting where he was his almost country. killed. Yeah. And he's been a, clearly a good husband, a good father, a good grandfather. Well, he, and he's,
2: right. I was just going to say that. And you have to admire the hell out of his marriage, oh, yeah. and his ability to yes. love, to, oh. to absolutely love his family without restraint or apology or compassion, yeah, you know, or, or compunction. You know, I mean, he just went for it.
1: He is so clearly and, yeah. a, a loving man I, I, as an individual. Yeah. Um, you know, he asked for Obama to come see him in the, his final days, and um, I forgot who was there. Maybe it was this, his son who said that he hugged, he, Obama and he held a hug, It, the person said, for two minutes. And I, I find oh. that a little long, <laughs> but I, I don't know. No,
2: I don't. It makes me cry.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: That's how they felt. They didn't want to let go.
1: Um,
2: it says a lot. By have the way, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is sitting next to Clarence Thomas. Uh, but she's talking to the guy on the other side.
1: <laughs> 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 so... um uh, I don't know if you've seen the YouTube thing where the president, uh, when he was in, where is that, Argentina or whatever the hell they just were, um, was uh, signing the new NAFTA thing with uh, the president, you know, Trudeau, and uh, I don't know who the Mexican president is now, and Trump's in the middle, and all of a sudden, do you see how he looks, he, he like looks over at the one and then he looks over at the other you know like yeah it's like he's
2: cheating yeah like 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 a kid who didn't
1: do his homework and his but um milton sent me this not sure if you've seen this but as the presidents of mexico and canada along with trump sign the new agreement watch as um all of the dignitaries in attendance so this is a slightly different thing than i've Scene. Realize that Trump is signing the same copy three times as opposed to signing each copy once. Oh, for
2: God. And it says he's it's such quite. A moron. It's he's quite, just a moron. It's quite. That's Excuse why that's me, what he moron. must be moron. I don't mean to. I don't mean to say anything rude about you, but he's got a problem.
1: Everyone is. Milton says everyone is obviously on the joke. on the joke. But of course, Trump. Um, okay. Uh, okay. Well,
2: wait a minute. You said something, and I just want to throw this out there, and it's a total off the subject. But you said Trudeau, and our brother sent me. A link to a boxing match.
1: Oh yeah, of, he was a boxer.
2: Of Justin Trudeau yeah. against the right wing tough. I mean, just another just a tough, a short guy, the muscles everywhere. This is before Trudeau was was, was the prime, prime minister. minister. Right. he was in his mid thirties.
1: Right, he was a boxer. And, he,
2: and yeah, and and the announcers are laughing because Trudeau was a ballet dancer, and they're doing everything you know they can to diminish any ability he has. And uh, in the course, all you have to do is is Google Trudeau boxing match, and you will see the first round where the little tough just wails away at Trudeau, who just sort of stands there and takes it, and and, and he's just letting the guy wear himself out because everybody else that the guy hit just laid down and cried, and Trudeau's just taking it, and then he comes out the second round and begins to systematically – Beat the crap out of this guy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> until, until the fight is called. I was having such a good time. Well, I'm send out it of to me. Box. Send it to me. Well, okay, you can't Google Justin Trudeau. All oh, right, I
1: can Google, and you could send it, whatever. Dorothea okay. writes, just saw Dick Cheney and Michelle Obama hug each other. I can never unsee that. And there are some wonderful shots of the Obamas and the Clintons who are sitting side by side, enjoying a good laugh. And RBG yeah, is there. it up. Right? And RBG is there too, <laughs> looking very good. By the way, how have you made it through the show so far without mentioning the Mueller Flynn thing last night? Well, it is. I'm
2: waiting for the for for the, the, for the, for the actual <laughs> shoes to drop. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing to talk There's about. There's nothing
1: yet. there except that clearly Flynn has. Has sung uh, a beautiful aria, and um, and you know, Ma- Muller documented can't tell- everything yeah. so that
2: everybody coming after is caught in the web of lies. Right. But we don't know quite what it is yet, and right. uh, and for all of us eager Democrats, I'm going to say the same thing that I've said to all of the Republicans who are saying. They haven't come up with anything yet. Where's the collusion? Where's the? You know, if he had something, he'd do it. I said, this guy is just as professional and quietly wrapping up everything airtight. Methodical.
1: Methodical.
2: Uh, I don't he, want him to hurry, not one little bit. He gets every comma right. right. He gets no hyperlinks here. He gets everything right. just right, and then he right. sends it out. I have total faith in this guy.
1: Yeah. So, you know, uh, Trump is trying to, you know, like, be presidential during this f- funeral. Oh, and...
2: it's so that's one of the worst things to watch, honestly. Is watching he... him be presidential is so painful. When he's standing in front of the coffin with his wife, and he's supposed to be paying respects, he, he honestly turned to her and mouthed the words, okay, that's enough, let's go.
1: No. Are you a lip reader? I'm
2: telling you, I read his lips.
1: Was this at the funeral or at the state? No, at, this was
2: at as, as he was lying in state.
1: Oh, yeah, as lying in state. Okay.
2: Um, it was just. I mean, you could read his lips. It was just amazing to me. He's such an oaf.
1: Well, you know, he did uh, cross the street to go over to Blair House to see the bushes. That is 250 yards, by the way. It was an. And he walked eight, all the way. No, Susan. He it was a He an, took a golf cart. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that that's would, about that, the that would make sense, yeah. That would make sense. <laughs> he should have. <laughs> no. No. It's even better. Yeah. He used a stretch limo and an eight vehicle motorcade.
2: I'm gonna throw up.
1: Literally out the driveway and across the street. I mean, I, I, that's what it was. Stretch limo and an eight vehicle motorcade. Uh, I assure you, other presidents, including the last one, when somebody's been over at Blair House, have walked <laughs> across the street.
2: I, uh, if Trump walked, he wouldn't look this way. D- yeah. The only reason he plays golf is because it's a sport that you can basically play sitting down.
1: Yeah. Oh, you're going to piss off a lot of golfers. Thank you, Milton. Milton. No, no,
2: no. Well, you got to stand yeah, up yeah, to I get know, the ball, know, but, no, then but then you then go get back, back over to your cart. cart and you ride yeah. along
1: some more. I know. Uh, Milton sent me the boxing match, so don't bother. We have a caller.
2: Thank you, Milton.
1: <laughs> we have a caller. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi.
2: Hi. Hey, uh, these um
0: people that hated George H. when he was alive and now they love him when he's dead. Oh man. The only reason I was gonna say if you look at the Huffington Post or one of those I can't remember the article where they said he was just as bad of a president as Trump, but he had good manners. That's about the only difference. I mean Trump's probably worse president, but but that's about it.
3: I no mean, way, I, don't I disagree. Much bad about him, because no. he's dead. But no. I,
0: that whole Reagan Bush and that whole administration ruined the middle class, ruined the pension systems. So I have no sympathy for any of those Bushes, and I'm not really crazy about the Clintons either. But I just love it how people love somebody when they die, just like a bad boss that they hated when he dies. They love him. I've been around people like that, and I always said I feel the same way as I did when he was alive. So I'm not a two-faced person like these people are. I, if I feel something, that's how I feel about it. And I don't feel any good for the Bushes, Reagan, any of those, to, to just put it to the middle class and the working class people. So, you know, okay, that's all i got to say about uh, him.
1: Okay. Well, I, just remind me, somebody, not to invite you to my funeral.
0: <laughs> right. Well, no, that's not. No, when somebody puts it to me, I remember it. Okay. I remember it well. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> okay. If I can do some haunting when I'm dead. I'm going to haunt some people. How's that?
2: Oh, shit. <laughs> Too. Yeah, geez, it's me getting to Okay. All right. Okay. Well, too. the current the, the current sight gag on on the funeral is Hillary Clinton for some reason steadfastly ignoring um, Carter, President Carter, who's sitting on one side of her and she will not swivel her head past the midpoint to look at him he's tried to engage her more than once and Mm -hmm. she is just sitting there sourly as possible it's just amazing wow i mean what move your head hillary
1: it's not nice
2: smile oh it's awful she just she just went back the other way, nodding some more to herself. No, I'm not going to talk to him. I'm not going to talk to him. Jeez. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, ay, ay, ay. So, all right, well, um, let's lighten this stuff up again. Let's talk about that horrible Epstein character that no, worked all no, these no, underground no, deals. No,
1: no, 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 I can't. I read that. I cannot.
2: How can they... But I, did you read the article? Did I read you read the, the Miami the Herald article. I Blackmailed every single yes. prosecutor yes, that it, came along yes, to I get read, him a sweetheart.
1: Yeah. I made a point not to bring it up what on the, the show hell? because I don't... want I cannot. It is the most disgusting. And, yeah, if, if anybody wants to be just thoroughly repulsed by what money can... Right? What money can buy... Yeah, How who said that
2: the only line I can remember is the golden rule is not do unto you as you would do unto others. The golden rule is gold rules. There, it
1: it, it is it is a disgusting, disgusting story and. I, I can't. You know, there's some stories I just – I don't touch them because I can't. No, and but, way, the, you pers- know,
2: the people, the, the, his lawyers and the – you know, it just it, – it, the whole thing is sick. To hear Dershowitz say, we outlawed him. Ugh. They blackmailed. They literally blackmailed the prosecutors. Listen. That's what they did. They, they went out and well, got well, dirt on all the prosecutors so that they would deal.
1: Okay, well one of the prosecutors are you talking about is, is uh is uh Trump's uh labor secretary, right? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Who wh- supposedly? Well, Trump is was it, good
2: friends with this guy. Trump thought Trump was very good friends with this guy because right, he lives he right mentioned that he liked his women young.
1: Yeah. I I can't and young we're talking about underage. I, I
2: can't We're even, talking about this was a child teenage. rapist and a yeah. child pornographer. And, and he's getting away with nothing, and hundreds of people, and he and and presidents hung out with him, you know. I mean, the, the people that were running through his little sex trafficking place. Ugh. Yeah.
1: I don't want to talk about him.
2: Okay, well, let's swivel to Les Moonves, shall we do no, that?
1: No, Susan, Susan, I can't. <laughs> Les Moonves, the, uh, yeah, the, who,
2: uh, yeah. the Who's guy, lying about uh, having someone on the payroll for the, and her job was to give him, excuse the expression, blow jobs at his request.
1: That is correct. Uh, that was somebody's job at CBS was to, on call, uh, pleasure, uh, Les Moonves. I, you know, I can't. I. Here's what I was thinking. When he I lied re-
2: about that because he wants his 21 billion dollar. You know. Well, he ain't
1: gonna get it. And let me tell you <laughs> something else. This, Les Moonves and all the other guys we now know about, is such a tip of the iceberg. It is. I. You think it's only these guys who are, especially in like the entertainment industry? You think?
2: No, 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 no,
1: no. no. It is men with power, with power over women, and
2: well, that I t- told you this years ago yeah, when yeah, I was a young will, attorney well, well, on know, Wall Street, Susan, and I was supposed to go to a it. convention and yes. Uh, right. Yes, I, the, the, all, the, I, President of the company can't. called me. Yep. Let's not. Let's get a word mm-hmm. in. No, I just
1: don't want to talk about it.
2: No, I'm just saying the president of the company warned me that what men did there was cheat on their wives, you know, and and I said, oh, okay, that's yeah. fine.
1: Okay, well – a lot of people are. I just have to say this. A lot of people are emailing me. They want me to say something about Sam Nover, there, there's a, a cast, sportscast, television sportscaster here, Susan, who died uh, yesterday, and um, they want to know if I have any stories. And I have to say, I I I never met Sam. So I I I'm 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 seeing uh, that some of the sports guys I do know and adore. Albie uh, Oxenwright or Stan Saverin are uh, just heartsick uh, about it. Stan Saverin uh, had a tweet where he was just beside himself. Um, he said Sam Nover took him under his wing when Stan first came to Pittsburgh and that he was a mentor and a, they all looked up to him. So Sam Nover uh TV sportcaster uh, incredible voice nice looking guy um, is I have no stories though and I'm sorry about that I can't so I will acknowledge his passing but I have nothing I can add also about the uh, Kurt writes I haven't paid rapt attention to the coverage of Bush's funeral and associated tributes but I have not seen or heard of Dan Quayle I have in any of what I have seen. I saw Quayle say something very nice. I mean, that was his vice president <laughs> after all. Um, yes. he ha, Has anyone seen Dan Quayle at the uh, funeral? No?
2: No, I haven't noticed Quayle. But I have to admit, I'm not sure I'd recognize him anymore. I remember Why? how handsome he was
1: well, he's a probably when I was a handsome, in law school. I'm sure he's a handsome old man. <laughs> I'm sure he's a handsome old man. Yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, Bush, uh, Kurt says, taught me a lesson about the ignorance of our two wealthy leaders when he revealed he'd never seen a UPC scanner at it when he made a trip to the supermarket. Well, yeah, I remember that too, but they don't live like we live.
2: They don't go to supermarkets. No. I got to say, my father... Wouldn't necessarily have understood how a grocery store worked.
1: No, I don't think so. He sure so, didn't yeah.
2: know how a dishwasher worked,
1: <laughs> or and a he can went opener. The house with one of those, or a can opener,
2: I, or a can opener. I right. want, Susan, he, Mom, I don't remember right.
1: why Mom was gone, but I once walked into the kitchen and Dad was standing in the middle of the kitchen, with a can of tuna in one hand and you know a can opener in the other, and he didn't. How
2: enterprising of him! <laughs> <laughs> must have been starving. <laughs> this is an act of desperation <laughs> Yeah, I mean He actually opened a kitchen
1: cabinet I think um, <laughs> So Brian writes I'm watching the funeral Why does Trump always sit Leaning forward like he's taking a shit
2: He does He's. I was just thinking the same thing He is sitting there looking like he's taking a shit Well with i just that's what it looks like like he's sitting on a you know throne.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Brooke writes. Someone forgot to tell Trump there's an underground tunnel between the White House and Blair House. He didn't even have to walk across the street. He could walk under it. <laughs> and, and oh, Susan. How
2: could he waste the gas with the <laughs> personnel?
1: Brooke says you. Susan missed Hillary and Carter having a good laugh earlier. They were talking. Oh, good. Okay.
2: Okay, good, because what I was seeing looked so painful I couldn't stand it.
1: Okay, but so it's it's uh, all uh, it's better than you think. Um,
2: all right. Poor Obama has to sit next to Melania. I know. <laughs> but <laughs>
1: Ansel says Dan Quayle is there. All of the vice presidents are sitting one row behind the president, says presidents. As usual, there they are looking at the back of the president's heads. So who would be there? All the vice presidents. That would be Gore and Quayle.
2: And Pants.
1: And who who else? Um,
2: Uh, Biden.
1: Right. Is that it? Mondale's dead. Who was Carter's. Mondale. I, no.
2: Yeah, there are the rest of them are no dead. longer extant. I don't think. Hey. So, well, Cheney. <laughs> yeah,
1: Cheney. Jesus H. Brian says living Quail a is hearth. there. Yeah, Quayle is there, sitting uh, like he's not taking a shit, like a normal human being, <laughs> right
2: behind Trump. <laughs> Are you seeing a picture of Trump and what we're talking no, about? No, I
1: can't. I don't have a TV here. I can't see. But you know oh, he does. Really. He always sits on the edge of his, leaning forward with his like. He does always, always, as if he's. Well, it's the way. It's also the way someone sits when they're uncomfortable. I think right and wanting to be somewhere I else. I think he's
2: he's trying to act like he's paying attention.
1: Oh, like I'm leaning. Leaning forward. I yes, mean, he's he's leaning, leaning in. Leaning in. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, I don't know. I think he's just trying to balance his head.
1: <laughs> what?
2: It takes he has to lean forward with all that hair blowing back.
1: So have any uh, eulogies been given?
2: No, no, no. The The casket is just arriving, even as we speak. Oh, really? Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, so it hasn't begun. No. Oh, I thought you guys, oh, so these are all these people have been sitting in there waiting
2: uh for well it. first when when we started the show, they were simply milling around. oh, oh. now they've taken their seats,
1: oh, I see so it's and, all, and everybody it's was
2: 11. sitting for a long time before Melania and Trump had to seriously stroll down the aisle together, which is also painful to watch, and now they've been kept waiting. <laughs> <laughs> Bush being fashionably late to his own funeral.
1: <laughs> no, he's not. He's right on time. It says right here. It's 10- he's right on time. It's it's, t-
2: this is. I'm sure this is being done with military position.
1: <laughs> it's ten fifty nine, which means Susan, we are as good as done too. And now you oh, can. Oh, good!
2: Ha- it's time to get dressed. I'm going to be boxing in an hour.
1: Yeah, but are you going to be as good as Trudeau?
2: No, but when I was watching judo, I was calling out his, I was calling out his combinations and sort of enjoying it.
1: God Almighty, you have found the perfect exercise for you. That is just. It perfect. is. I it's, know. It's
2: you. I'm telling you, it would be really good for you too. No,
1: I don't have as much hostility as you do.
2: Oh, tell me. <laughs> <laughs> you've been, You've made a living for their whole life on your hostility. okay i'm not i'm not
1: as physical as you i i have to do it verbally you go
2: meditate i'm (laughs) gonna go beat the crap out of a poor little pad okay
1: well enjoy yourself (laughs) Suze. i'm gonna try to do the show solo tomorrow but i i don't really want to but okay
2: Okay, well, I want you to take that piece of advice. I I will. I
1: absolutely will, and I actually thought of a subject that I think would work. Okay. Okay, good. Thank you, Susan. Okay,
2: bye all. I'm going to try and not talk to you all again until Tuesday, but (laughs) if Lynn is desperate, (laughs) she is free to call on me.
1: Yeah, I have to have help sometimes,
2: guys. (laughs) I'm such a good sister. I'm always here when you need me. I
1: know, and I so do appreciate it, Susan. Okay, go. Beat yeah, the... that
2: wasn't. I wasn't dragging that out of you or anything. Bye.
1: Bye. Go. <laughs> go. Yeah.
2: Bye. Go beat the crap. Yeah, out that's of what I pad. was trying okay, to say. Bye. I
1: forgot. Yeah. Bye. Couldn't remember bye. the phrase. Beat the crap. Bye. That's my sister, and uh, and I'm gone too. I got a bus to catch. Bye.
0: Lynn Cullen live.